Welcome everybody. I am so excited. Today's guest is Casey Lerner. She's a California girl currently living in New Jersey. She's a super successful real estate agent in both New Jersey and New York. And today we're going to learn how she's battled fear and anxiety and she's learning her worth as a as a mom, as a as a wife, as a woman and as a professional. So, let's get started. Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey, welcome, Casey. Kristen and I are so excited that you're our guest this week. So um, get us started and, and let us know a little bit about yourself. Sure. Hi, ladies. First of all, that was such oh. an amazing introduction. I'm very flattered. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. You're worth it. Um, <laughs> so, right. So I'm an agent in New York City as well as New Jersey. I moved to the East Coast about three years ago, um, born and raised in California. So I spent... 10, 11 years um, in commercial finance, so commercial banking, lending, a little bit in private equity, always really real estate focused, um, real estate finance. So when I came to the East Coast, I started in real estate uh, residential sales. And so now I've sort of been on every side of the transaction, which is really nice. Um, and it's been just really exciting. I love your rich background. Yeah, like your whole background of real estate. You just you must have such a a view of real estate that most agents don't get to have. That's yeah, true. I, I focus a lot on commercial, so residential. It's I mean it's similar, but um, I really really love residential sales. Sales. It's really really fun. So tell us, um, speaking of views, tell us like where you live because it is really really cool <laughs> and what brought you there. So New York City and New Jersey, where I live, is separated by the Hudson River. So I live in a high rise. We can look out the window. I can see the skyline of um, New York City. So we're, we're really, really close. So when I began working here, I was just an agent in New York City. Uh, during COVID, I decided to um, become an agent in New Jersey. Uh, That's where I'm living. But also because of COVID, as I'm sure everyone's aware, a, a lot of people left New York City, especially families and people with young kids. And many people came and started buying in the suburbs. So it was a perfect opportunity and time for me to get my license and start working here. So we're very, very close, but still two very, very different markets right now. I'm like fascinated, fascinated with your what you were selling um, in New York. And we have had so many moms in real estate on the show, but never, ever have we been able to talk to someone like you. So would you just tell our audience a little bit about like the type of real estate like in New York that you're accustomed to selling? Sure. Like your $12 million listing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I'm on a team in New York. We focus on luxury uh, real estate. So right now we have an amazing listing. It's 11,995 um, in NoHo. It's at a building called 21 Aster. Uh, you know, it's over 4,000 square feet. It's two floors. I mean, it's just amazing. Just panoramic windows everywhere you go, very high ceilings. It's just, 
it's so beautiful and it's so cool, right? To be working with that type of listing and doing the showings and everything. It's really exciting um, to be and able to work. I and mean, it's only 12 million. So, <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. So before we get into like a lot of the um, main things that we want to talk to you about today, I do want to like have you share a little bit about your experience like with COVID because you have a daughter who is um, almost two, right? She's 20 right. months. Yeah. And, months, you're living, yeah. Yep, and you're living in a high rise. And I feel like a lot of us, um, you know, we're all over the nation. So we have moms everywhere and everyone's experience during COVID is so different. And I feel like of all the moms we've talked to, you have... Um, one of the harder situations, just because you are, uh, you know, it's snowing out there. So why don't you right. tell everyone what, what it's been like for you? Sure. Um, yeah, it has been a challenge. You know, in the summer months, it was a little easier. But now we're in the data winter. It's, you know, 30 something degrees. So it's not like we can really, I mean, we can bundle up and go to a park for a little bit. But really, how often are you going to do that? It's just it's just too cold. You know, there's definitely been positive things about COVID. 16, I don't even want to see it. Literally, maybe 32 degrees here, if we're lucky. Um, and I'm from California. Like, it's just really, really cold, you know. Um, and so, look, the positives were that my husband and I have been here in the last year with her, watching her grow and spending so much time with her. And, you know, he definitely wouldn't have been able to have that experience. And I know that he's just loved it. And this is such a cute and amazing age. I mean, they all are, but it's just so special. So I'm glad we've had that time with her. Um, but as far as, you know, my husband's working from home too. And so it's, it's tough. You know, right now, this is my time in this room. You know, he had to leave. She's outside. <laughs> like, would you try to you try to juggle it. But for instance, the other day I was on a call and she came barging in, you know, mama, 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 mama. And I, I just said to the other person on the phone, like, you know, work from home life. Like yeah. that's what it is. And of course they understand, you know, that's what it is right now. We're all doing the best that we can. I've talked to some people who have such a negative, um, a negative overtone about this last year, but I'm not going to lie. There are, so many positive things like the, that perspective, you know, I understand this is a time like, so, you know, we've had, I've had clients when I was selling real estate that even if your child was anywhere near you, they judge you and look at you weird, right. but it's like we, we, the people who choose to have a better, more positive, realistic outlook on just a lot of things, including, oh, you're working from home and I can hear your kid in the background. Big deal. Definitely. It's no big deal. And that's the new normal. And who knows how long this will go on for. And maybe even when things get back to normal, I think a lot of people will still have the opportunity to work from home, um, which is, I think, a great thing. I do, too. And I think it's funny because I think a lot of people for so long complained about going to work. And then all of a sudden, they're like working from home and they're complaining about being home. I'm like, <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, now I can't even imagine like getting dressed and sitting in traffic like I did in California, you know, for an hour or so. To, I mean, this is just, I'm liking this a lot better. 
I was, um, I I'm really excited for you to talk to our audience about um, something in particular, because I've been thinking about it nonstop since the last time we spoke. And because, um, because I think your perspective on this is going to help a lot of people. Like I was so surprised after talking to you and hearing about your success and learning about your life, your, uh, your struggle with fear and anxiety. Are you willing to talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um, and it's so funny. It's never in a million years would I ever have thought that it would be something I would talk about. You know, anxiety was such a struggle for me for so many years. And I just thought that was, how I was built and that's the way it was going to be forever, you know, trying to constantly manage my fear and anxiety. Um, and it, you know, five, six years ago, I really had a breaking point where I had to do some soul searching, really do a lot of work on myself, um, where my life was just really stagnant and stuck in a place that I just didn't want to be. And that's when I was able to do a lot of work related to like what my core beliefs were, you know? Um, and I, when people would say that before, I always thought, what does that mean? That's some like hippie mumbo jumbo, you know? <laughs> um, but, it but it's really true. Like our, everyone has core beliefs about money, work, family, um, themselves, other people. And when you kind of, start getting clear about what yours are, I think you'd be pretty surprised. You know, do you feel that everyone's out to get you? Do you feel that um, money is hard to come by, that success is, is hard and you have to work hard? And um, it just, it depends. Everyone has all of these different beliefs, right? And, and mine were that nothing good ever happens to me. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm always going to have anxiety. I'm always going to be fearful. You know, I'm not good enough. Uh, no matter how hard I work, it's not going to work out for me. And no one will take me seriously. I'm not smart enough. Just all of these things. And you, just because you think them or believe them, it doesn't mean that they're true. And that was like a huge revelation for me. And so I think we all have a decision you know, we hear these thoughts coming in our head all day long. And someone said to me, you know, they're just thoughts until you attach meaning to them, right? Mm. They can just be, this thought can come in your head, I'm not good enough, and you can let it go, or you can grab onto it and and think about it and believe it and, and find examples in your life, like, oh, that must be true, you know? And when we do that, I think we find more examples yeah. of these beliefs in our life. Yeah. So. One of the things that you had said before, um, it was something like this. It's like you just because it falls in your head doesn't make it fact, which right. I know that on the surface, everyone would agree with. But when you I started really reflecting about what are the thoughts falling in my head? And I've thought about this for a long time, but it was just the way you presented it made me think about it deeper, plus this book that I'm reading, right? And so I was like, wow, it, you're right. Just because you say it to yourself, I don't care how often or how for how long you say it to yourself, doesn't necessarily make it true. And, and that is a revelation that I want people to really think about. Don't let that pass you by. It is such a powerful statement. Just because it falls in your head doesn't mean you have to attach meaning to it. 
brilliant. <laughs> I was watching this video that um, two of the two people we work with, um, they were doing like a Facebook live and they quoted Tony Robbins and he said, get, I think his quote was like, get out of your head or you're dead. And I was like, oh, it's so true. Like we are so in our own heads. You know, I actually like took the quote and had to post it because I'm like, it's weird. Like, I feel like I have not really struggled with this growing up. And then as I've gotten older, I do struggle with it more and more and more, which is you know, kind of crazy. It's just like, how does that come about? And how do these thoughts creep in our minds? And um, it's really nice of you to share like how it affected you and how you were able to like pull out of it, you know, because you do a lot like you've traveled the world doing yoga. Is that because is that kind of related to it at all? Yeah, I mean, during that time, that was something for instance, I, I did, there was a couple years where I did some traveling. And before that's never something I would have done because I had work or I'll do that later. Like I would always make excuses. And some of those trips were some of the most like amazing trans like transforming trips of my life where I met all of these amazing people. I mean, I remember sitting the yoga retreat in Bali and I had met all these people and they were successful, you know, doctors, attorneys, this and that, like amazing, amazing people. And they're all sitting there, you know, with their laptop, figuring it out, working, traveling the world. Um, and their mindset was just different than mine. And so I think that was something too, for me that I started seeing that you can look at life differently. I remember being on that retreat and I, of course, I'm going to completely butcher it, but there's this saying that it's like you have, you know, two wolves or two dogs, something like that in your ear. And one is like telling you like negative things all the time. And the other is telling you, you know, positive. And it's like these voices, these thoughts that we have in our head. And it, and it said like, who wins? And the one that you feed is the stronger one, is the one that wins, you know? And I thought it was so simple, but I, it just really, really stuck with me. So like, am I going to, be feeding into those negative thoughts? Or am I going to be building myself up? And it's also, you know, who you have around you. Yes. Like, 100%. five, six years ago, to the people that I have in my life now, like I have people who build me up people who I can tell my goals, my hopes and my dreams to, um, you know, I don't tell my hopes and my dreams to negative small minded people. And that was a huge lesson I had to learn too, right? because I was so worried about what people think of me. And honestly, what people think of me, their opinion of me is none of my business. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I've heard that you know? before. I love that. You know, I, I Kristen, love that. Kristen, you said something that I now I'm thinking about, like, as you get older, you know, this is starting to come into your head. Well, here's what I believe. Your mindset is a lifelong endeavor. You constantly have to pick the right people, choose the right thoughts, reset right? And I know you, Kristen, and I'm sure this is true of you, Casey, that we're going after big things. Like we want to do big things. We want to be great moms and we want to go after it in, in our um, real estate career. And, and when you go after really big things, you're going to come across the negativity, whether it's self-imposed or from somebody else. So as you go after bigger and bigger things in life, you better buckle in because you're going to have to fight against the negativity and fight against your own doubt, self-doubt, right? So I don't think it's weird, Kristen, because you're freaking killing it and you're an amazing woman. So of course, you're going to come across some more doubt as you grow as a person. 
Thank you. Yeah. And you know, what's so crazy too. I feel like I think a lot of people like Casey, like now you're willing to talk about your anxiety, but you, what is it? Oh, yes. We have a couple ones. This is a good one too. This is the truth. Feelings are not facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. I just lost my train of thought because then I went to read that. Oh yeah. Oh, but right. I feel like the more um, you talk about it, I'm sure you experience this because I, I see this happening too, where um, more people are like, yeah, I suffer from anxiety too. And there's different levels to where, you know, I have a friend right now, like who didn't go to work for a week because she had such bad anxiety. And I'm like, well, that's, that's really extreme, you know, but I feel like you hear different, um, different people like coming out and talking about it more so than ever. A hundred percent. I agree too. Um, and especially becoming, you know, a mother, I think as I have these really open and honest conversations with a lot of my friends, I mean, my first year of motherhood, I feel like no one told me anything. Like, I feel like I was just not prepared. Um, if I was doing this by myself, I mean, my thoughts, everything, you just, it's really can be really scary. And so I was so grateful for those friends who came in and said, me too. I felt that way too. Well, yeah, you actually said you, um, one of your, your self doubts was like, you didn't feel like you were going to have that like motherly instinct. And that's something a lot of people don't talk about either. You know, when you, so I know a lot of women, like when they have their babies, they're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't have that feeling right away that people talk about or right. whatever. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. Like sometimes you have to develop into that. And I think there's so many people that you do have that self doubt as a mother, like, Am I doing a good job? Am I, I mean, I do all the time. I'm like, I had to do homework right. with my son for five minutes before this call. And that was like really hard for me. And I didn't want to do it. You know, am I a bad mom? No, I just didn't, you know, so. Right. I don't know. A hundred percent. Am I doing something wrong? Is there something wrong with me? You mm -hmm. know, I think those are questions that a lot, and especially friends that I have that are new moms now, I'm always checking in on them. Like, how are you feeling? Like, you know, these thoughts that you have, these feelings, doubts you have, like they're totally normal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Kristen and I are really good at exposing like the shit show part of our momhood. <laughs> like I'll, I'll walk in and I'll be like, you are not going to believe what I just did today. I am the world's worst mom. And she'll be like, you feel so much better. <laughs> so we're going to do this. We're going to do this thing in Clubhouse. that. I don't think we're going to call it shit show moms. I think we're going to call it because that's, I don't know, somebody might not like that, but I was thinking <laughs> something like hot mess moms in real estate. You're not alone. You're not the only one or something like that, because there's something cathartic about saying, I forgot my child at school today. <laughs> like, you know, I left him. I didn't pick her up on time or, you know, some other thing that you do or some terrible thing that you say, or, you know, you lose your temper. And when you just get that off your chest and you say it and you've surrounded yourself with the right people, like yeah. I wouldn't say that to just anyone, but I trust my friends. I trust Kristen, for example. So for when I say that, she'll either say, you need to get it together, girl, or, Oh my God, same, you know, <laughs> you need that. Yep. Absolutely. I can't wait for that. I know. We're I mean, I feel like shit show moms, although like somebody might not relate to it. Like what else are we going to call it? I think it's <laughs> the best uh, title. Yeah. I don't know other words that really sum it up. <laughs> yes, I know. And, and just to, to tell you, Angela, you are going to be telling it 
just anybody if it's on Clubhouse. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I, I who I don't really care what people think. Uh, but if I like, like I learned recently, I was reading that book that I told you guys about. What is it? What is it? Get out of your head. I think it's called. And yeah. um, and I I was like, I got to the end of this one chapter, and I was like, oh man, I'm a cynic. I'm like, crap, what do I do? I go tell the people I trust. I will, I got to let you know I'm a cynic and I'm going to work on it. Cause you know, if you say it out loud and you just admit it and you talk through it with people that you trust, it somehow doesn't seem so large. It doesn't seem so overwhelming or foreboding. It becomes something that you just recognize and you're human and you start to work on, you know, you just take some steps, right? So I don't know. I wouldn't tell certain things on Clubhouse that are very, very vulnerable. But <laughs> I, I do want women to know that not everybody, you could title it Shit Show Moms. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like so um, I, I think that it, there is something, like I want to do the opposite of Facebook. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to do something, a place where people can walk in the room and be themselves and not get judged and tell some stories and mm -hmm. leave feeling better about themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. Yes. I mean, we need community. I think community is so huge. You know, we have community in all these different professional areas and aspects, but moms, you know, working moms need community. I think more than anyone. Yeah. Really. You're trying to juggle so many things. Like Kristen was saying, you know, you have more on your plate than you did when you were being a teenager in your 20s, yeah. of course, you're yeah. going to have these thoughts and things. I mean, we're literally responsible for keeping these little humans alive, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just heard, I just heard a, a knife get set down on the counter. I'm like hoping he's cutting an apple. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he is, I'm not worried, but <laughs> um, okay, wait, I have a question before we wrap it up for you. So um, since our audience is real estate agents, I want you to kind of give a piece of advice. I feel like something that a lot of uh, real estate agents that are listening might be struggling with is like, what if you do have that anxiety with um, your business or going out and like meeting new clients or your confidence in being able to be the best real estate agent for, for your clients? Like, what advice would you give them if they're going through the same struggles you've been through? I mean, look, it's easy to look on Instagram and see all these famous real estate agents and people who look so successful and put together. Um, but literally everyone at some point has had that fear and anxiety. You could be doing this for 20, 30 years and you may be nervous for a, some type of appointment. I mean, you just don't know. Everyone has different anxieties and different fears, no matter where you are. All you can do is do your best. And there's nothing wrong with making mistakes. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. That's, huge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, I really take those things to heart and use them every day. Like I'm not going to give up no matter how much I fail. I'm just not giving up right now. Yes, yeah, I agree. And also I'm telling you, I could not have, we had such a transitional year in our careers, Kristen and I last year. And I can't tell you how many times I've had cherished conversations with her with where mm -hmm. I to say I have no self-confidence right now I don't know if I can do this am I not as good as I thought I was you know and just mm -hmm. having those encouraging conversations with each other so again that goes back to community you've got to you've got to find your people that are wise and not perfect but you know non-judgmental and supportive and they want success for you as bad as you want it for them you know and things 100%. like that 
And yeah. that's 100%. Like, you need to have those people. You know, some people will see if you have success doesn't mean that they can't have success. There's enough success to go around. Yes, you know, there is. We need those women, especially around us, who are saying, I'm proud of you. You know, when you're running ideas off them, that they're saying that's a great idea or that they can also be honest with you and call you out on certain things. Like, we need those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I so enjoyed having you on and I'm excited. I'm sure we'll be friends forever now. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you guys. This was so much fun. And I loved getting to know you guys a little bit. Yes, And you're coming to Arizona. You got to get up. I'm I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, if you guys, um, if anyone listening knows um, of a mom that's in real estate that should be on our show, do not hesitate to reach out to Angela or I. Um, you can go to our Instagram page and DM us or on this page right here that you're watching on. And also, if you ever miss an episode, you guys can always catch these on iTunes. And next week, we have uh, Lisa Blancy coming on. Um, and She's a broker owner. She's fabulous. She's actually been licensed since she was 18 years old. It was like her first job, I'm pretty sure. And now she's 41. So her whole adult career has been in real estate. And I'm really excited to hear all the knowledge that she's going to share with us. And thank you so much for coming on, Casey. That was so much fun. Yes, thank you so much. All right, stick on here for a minute, Casey. Thank you guys for watching. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Yes.